1: Hey everybody, welcome back to
0: Buckethead's Land Grant Lands College Basketball Podcast and one of the only basketball-focused podcasts in the SB Nation family of sites. My name is Connor Lamons, and I am joined by my co-host Justin Golba for episode 50 of the show, as we are only 11 days out from Ohio State's first game of the season against Robert Morris.
1: Yeah, man, I'm excited for Hoops to be back. I think college basketball is very underrated in November when you have, like, all the kind of teams playing for the first time. You have, obviously, Feast Week around Thanksgiving. You got some really cool matchups to start this season. I always really like November for college basketball, so I'm very excited to get it rolling. I hate Halloween as a personal thing, so November 1st is always kind of a milestone for me because it means we got through the hell week. Um, So I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to be back in the building. Um, My media credentials for the full season were just approved last night. Um, Can't imagine that Ohio State would have approved me last year and not this year, so that's not really a surprise. But to uh, have it all set up and ready to go, and I think the week of Maui is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Ohio State plays Michigan on Saturday. So that'll be... Potentially a really good or, or a really bad week for Ohio State people, depending on how that goes.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they're going to prove anybody, it feels like it'd be us. We're very
0: positive. Well, yeah, that's not what I meant. I mean, typically. I know. What um, <laughs> it, oh, okay. I was say the uphill climb was like, do we give? That's we not give, how that
1: works. But I was just kidding. Yeah, do we
0: give the little guy the, the credential? So, um, little now guy. the next the next big challenge will be, uh, getting. Getting maybe a credential for Duke, but we'll talk about that later. Um, so, what do we got for the Ohio State? We haven't really talked about Ohio State. Honestly, Ohio State has not been a focal point of our, like, last, what, like, probably three episodes, to be honest. They've just been part of it.
1: Yeah, we've been kind of all over the place, if we're being honest.
0: We aim to please, and we're, we're serving a wide audience, uh, clearly. So, we haven't really focused on the Buckeyes the last couple <laughs> Uh, weeks but we haven't mentioned them but we can start with the buckeyes today because everybody is hitting the panic button because ohio state lost to wake forest in a closed door scrimmage um somewhere in rural west virginia they played wake forest with all the doors locked the cameras off and they lost to wake forest which is like ken palms i think number 80 team and people are already selling the buckeyes it's season's over
1: (laughs) i love i love it yeah um I I I was thinking about this the other like when when I heard like what I, like that they lost. I have no comments. I have no takeaways. I don't know how you can. Nobody saw it. Nobody watched it. <laughs> like I don't know what that's like that's that's like that's like a movie coming out and you not going to see it and be like, "Yeah, that shit sucked."
0: Somebody <laughs> else told you about the movie and then you tried to talk about the movie <laughs> to your friend based on what your friend told you.
1: Yeah, like I I didn't see a single minute. I have no takeaways. I don't know. It sounded like it was a team playing together for the first time. I mean, I I don't know. Even like, I mean, you know, obviously we had him on our last pod. You know, Adam Jardy is is the guy when it comes to this stuff. Even he, I mean, his info wasn't, like, his info was as good as it can be, but it wasn't, he didn't put out footage of it. You know what I mean? He wasn't there. Like, if Jardy isn't there, nobody was there. So, I don't know. I I don't know. It's just... Cool, mean, Wake Forest is really well coached. I mean, didn't Syracuse just lose to like a D two school or something in their secret scrimmage? Like, who cares? Actually, yeah. if that have if Ohio State lost to a D two school, I, I would actually actually be worried. But <laughs> I don't care about Wake. Forest. I Like, Wake Forest is a, is a huge question mark this year. They lost a ton, but you know, Londis Williams is gone. Jake Lavar is gone. Uh, Isaiah, I always want to say Mucus, but that's definitely not say his last name. But Mucius is gone. Um Dallas Walton. Well, I mean, they lost a lot of guys, but they did bring in Tyree Appleby from Florida. You know, they brought in some good recruit they brought in some really good transfers. So I, I don't know. Maybe they're a good team. I don't know. Who knows? Is Nobody Appleby did. Is Appleby the guy that hit the buzzer
0: beater against the yeah. State last season?
1: No, no. Uh, Are we sure? Ohio State played Florida last season? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I have no idea. To Fort Myers step off, baby. Yeah, no, I remember the game. I don't remember uh I don't remember who hit the shot though. I don't think it was Appleby, but it could have been. Regardless. If it is, Appleby has an incredible record against Ohio State, apparently, uh, no matter who he's playing for. But yeah, I just I have, I have no like because I remember somebody uh I, I saw somebody like ask he's Johnny like, like He's are like, you're... I don't care and neither should you. Yeah, like I like who cares? <laughs> like I just I just I love it, man. I, I look I'll say this, I'll say this. I love the fact that Ohio State fans are, or basketball fans are this invested because I think sometimes we, when we take shots at it too, like, you know, the Ohio State fans that jump in in January 15th when the football season's over. We we had somebody comment or we, we do a year nuts. I don't know why I even look at this shit, but we do, I'm going to have to mark this episode explicit. I think I've cussed twice now. Um, we, uh, we do a year nuts thing and on Facebook, one of the, I think the only comment was, uh, Football season's still on. That's all said, which is That's kind so of funny, which is kind of funny. <laughs> like that person was like, "I do not care about college basketball until football's done." And there's a lot it's of like things like EFM that. Yeah, tweets out like a, a major league baseball
0: tweet, and people will just respond like, "Who cares?" This is baseball. Yeah, like are, are they're you like, they're you like, baseball? They're like they're, they're like they'll be football's on?" Question mark.
1: Yeah, like you're tweeting about the World Series. I'd much rather watch the Commanders play the Bears. Thank you very little.
0: Um, like and I just it puked in my mouth.
1: <laughs> but like so I do I do I'm happy that there's this much investment already, you know, that people seem to care about this team and how they play. But please God, if you're pushing the panic button about this, I mean well, I'll I'll give you this Shamanad will be a better understanding. That's an exhibition that's like they'll probably play the you don't even I don't even know what lineups they played, I don't know who played, I don't know like I don't know anything. Like at least will be able to watch some of those footage. I think it's it's on Big Ten Network Plus, right? I don't yeah. know how to watch that, but if you can figure it out, congrats. There'll be footage at least tweeted out. You know, I'll you'll inst- be able to in- see them play. Yeah,
0: I'll I'll Instagram live the whole thing
1: exactly because we we do what the, the what the people want. We're people pleasers here, and you know, like they'll play their probably what they're going to start against Robert Morris. Like you'll get more of an idea. This it's literally a scrimmage. <laughs> I don't know, like
0: Ohio State lost to Ole Miss last season in their secret scrimmage. Ole Miss was not good and Ohio state still went to the tournament and won a game in the tournament after losing to Ole miss last year in their secret scrimmage. So I, it is very funny. You, and that's a great, that is a great point that um, people are crazy for like being like, Oh, it's going to be another, it's going to be another first round exit for Holtman clearly. But I I do appreciate you negative Nancy's even if you're being unreasonable. I appreciate that. You're so excited for basketball that, You are this invested in a what is a glorified practice um, at the end of October. So I do appreciate you.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, (laughs) I don't know if I'd say I appreciate you, but (laughs) I like that you're there. I guess I don't, I don't, I just, I just, I feel like let's be very honest here. If you had true, like I'm sure there's people joking, like oh, here we go again. But if like this truly muddied your opinion on this team, you were just looking for a reason to be negative. I mean that's all it is. Because it's it's a secret scrimmage against again, against the power five team. Like Wake Forest isn't a bad team. They're very well coached. Steve Forbes knows what he's doing. They brought in some good transfers. Yes, they did lose a lot. Still a talented team. I don't know if they're a tournament team, probably not. But you know, who knows? It's it's hard to tell. It's October twenty sixth. Let's put some let's, let's put some perspective on this.
0: But if you do care, basically all of this info is courtesy of friend of the pod, Adam Jardy
1: best um, but be- some are saying best friend of the pod
0: one of the only two-time uh, guests on the pod adam jardy um ohio state lost that secret scrimmage that's not very much of a secret anymore by 13 points it sounds like it was either a tie game or very close at halftime and then wake forest went on some kind of long like like long run 13 like a 13-0 run or a 15-0 run right out the gate in the
1: second half and Which- that was pretty much it um The one thing I'll say to that, that's the one thing I will expect from this team. When they play games, there's going to be times they just go cold. They're a young team. They're getting, you know, they're still working on their chemistry. They're still working on playing together. Especially early in the season, there's going to be times. The San Diego State, San Diego State, is a top three defense in the country, and it's in November. That game at times could be rough offensively. There's there's no really way to get around that. Now again, I'm not saying they're going to go nine and twenty and you know miss the tournament, but I do think there are going to be times where they probably go a little stale on offense, and that's what they're going to have to work through. And, and that's when you figure out your rotation, your depth, you know, all those those situational things. That you know, as long as you have nailed down by February, it really doesn't matter in, in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah, I I think that this is a team that. Yeah, it's just so it's so it's so hard to tell, and I feel like that's been the main theme of this trying to predict it because there's so many new faces this is a team that definitely could have some long nights in november and december as they're trying to integrate some different pieces for example like for example um tanner holden even though he's not like a big guy he's a guy that's almost exclusively scored in the post because he's such a good driver and such a good slasher but that is that was playing in the horizon league he he does not have a great shot so if he it, part of the adjustment for tanner holden is um if he hasn't already when the games start against the bigger teams tanner holden is going to quickly realize that it's a lot tougher to slash in and score at will um under the basket against north carolina and duke and purdue versus um doing it against i can't even think of a horizon league team off the top of my head other than right state but cleveland state sure there you go um but those struggles Hopefully, you're thinking by January, February, Tanner Holden's going to adapt to the Big Ten and to the higher competition to where he's a more, a more reliable scorer towards the end of the season. So maybe Ohio State starts a little bit rough, but as this team kind of adapts and realizes what they need to do to win games and certain players like Tanner Holden can adjust their game to this new level of basketball that goes for the freshman too, it's a team that probably is going to look the most refined and the smoothest come january and february it could look a little rocky in november though
1: yeah which is just I like it's just one of those things you know the, it's it's the it's the it's the great part about having a, a great recruiting class coming in because you, they're all going to play early and they're all going to play often but it's also the negative is like they're going to play early and often they're going to have to kind of go through those growing pains i think it said bryce sends the was the game's leading scorer that's very promising mm-hmm. you know i mean that everything around him so far has been the, the level that we've gone from Bryce sends from like a year and a half ago when he signed cause I think it was about a year and a half, maybe a year ago when he signed, like it's, it's at first, it seemed like no offense to him, but it was right around the Dylan Mitchell stuff. And it's kind of seemed like an afterthought because they didn't get Dylan Mitchell. And now it's like, this dude could be big 10 freshman of the year. Like it, it's unreal with, with guys like sky Clark and, uh, and Jalen hood, Shafino coming in. So yeah, I, I'm Ooh. very, I'm, Huh? <laughs> the Mike Watson Who? Oh, I was like, I was like, we just talked about him. Now, uh, so yeah, I'm excited to see what what he can do for sure. And um, yeah, but other than that, like, I really, I don't have any like legitimate takeaways from it. It was a scrimmage. I'll, I'll give if anybody anybody wants a legitimate like way, like this isn't gonna make anybody feel better. But I remember one time in high school, I played JV baseball uh, when I was a freshman. And uh, our JV team beat our varsity team in a scrimmage, and then our varsity team went on to finish in the Final Four in the state. You know, things happen.
0: Uh, Ohio State lost to Finley the year after they were in the Final Four. Um, I'm sorry, not Final Four. The year that they played in the National Championship game, and they lost Grego, and they lost Taquan Cook. They lost like half the team to the draft. They lost to Finley in their exhibition the very following season, and that Ohio State team ended up in the NIT
1: I'm not sure you're trying to make everybody feel better here, but sure. I think that's, um, a, that's clearly a negative. <laughs> that's but hey, they, they won the NIT though, right? I'm, a, I'm, they won the NIT. I have no idea, but it's a good won. story. People people forget. Check my check my facts on this if you're listening. They won the NIT that year and beat California in the championship. That's how good I am at this. I'm not um, looking what else up.
0: was I going to um, say? Oh, yeah. The last thing about that t- – since Chris Holtman got to OSU, this man has been the king. He has been the freaking king of setting expectations so low in, like, November. He is, like, he talks down his team, like, so much in, like, November. He sets the bar so low. This man is the biggest, like, sandbagger of all time. He literally was like, yeah, I don't know. This team's pretty young. We've got a lot of pieces we got to figure out. And then it's like, bam, they beat Duke or, like, uh I feel like he's done that every single season or, or the year that they beat. Um, or didn't they also beat Kentucky since he got here?
1: I don't remember. Yeah, they beat Kentucky, but it wasn't like a. That wasn't one of Kentucky. That was 2019, but can, that wasn't one of. That was in the CBS Sports Classic. That wasn't one of Kentucky's best teams, I don't think. They beat Kentucky right whole, before. Oh, well, no, it's his it's first year. year. Was that his first year they beat Kentucky with Jamal Murray? That might have been his first year. I don't remember.
0: I'd have to look it up, but I just think overall Holtman has done this almost every season, where he like no, that was
1: Russell. I'm sorry.
0: He sounds very, very concerned about his team, and like he, it seems very worried. He sets the bar very low, and then by like mid December, it's like, oh look, Ohio State is uh, number 14 in the country. How nifty is well, that?
1: If if we're keeping it a buck, he's being honest. I mean, this is a very question mark filled team as we've talked about. There, they are very young. Honestly, I think. Every single season he's had, even the great year in 2020, with all the stuff that was going on outside of the world too, and outside the world, but outside of the basketball world with COVID, like there has been questions about the team just because there's a lot of turnover in terms of the transfer portal and guys going to the league. So um, I don't really remember a season where like they came in, you know, the two best seasons they've had. The first one, it was his first season. So you really have no expectations there at all. The COVID year, there were some question marks. Outside of that, there was always question marks with young guys having to step up. So, and then this year it's kind of the same thing. So, I'm not really—I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with him. I think he's just being honest.
0: If you want to see the Buckeyes play early and not spend a bunch of money, um, tickets for the Shamanot Expedi—x Ex- I said that last week too—Expedition Exhibition game. Solid um, car. Starting at one dollar if you use the Game Time app, which is my personal free ad for game time that's where i usually get tickets um one dollar to see the Buckeyes play Shamanad next week and then the following week um robert morris tickets starting at four dollars
1: a podcast i listened to was sponsored by game time and that just really kind of threw me off i was like are we sponsored by game time
0: game time is the goat somebody should game time to sponsor us because those are the cheap tickets um what else we got news and notes stuff that's going on sleazy stuff, greasy stuff, Manhattan hires, um, Manhattan fires their head coach, Steve Massellio, uh, just this week, two weeks before the season started. Um, they came. it's, and, better, it's
1: better than two weeks after, but it's still not great.
0: Um, very, 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 very shitty. Uh, the explanation makes no sense. I don't know why you would do this two weeks before the season starts feel really bad for the, like the seniors and stuff that are like on their last basketball season. Um, Manhattan was picked to finish second in the, the Mac, the MAAC Mac. Um, and they have the preseason player of the year on their team. They just said, we thank coach for his service and wish him well. Um, as we look to building successful teams for the future, and with, this is funny, and with recruiting season beginning soon and Coach Masello's contract ending in April, we determined now was the right time to begin rebuilding.
1: Um, okay. What a load of horse. <laughs> if you're projected to finish second in the conference, I'm not exactly positive what you're rebuilding, but okay, sure. <laughs> whatever you Whatever you say.
0: With recruiting season beginning soon, yeah, that's another one. It's It's <laughs> October. <laughs> yeah.
1: The season's beginning soon. (laughs)
0: Yeah, with recruiting season, it sounds like from talking to Jake Diebler, friend of the pod, it sounds like recruiting season never stops.
1: Yeah, there's no the the problem with Manhattan might be they think there's a recruiting season. (laughs) That's twenty four hours a day, twelve years, (laughs) twelve hour, twelve months out of the year. That's not Manhattan's. Like they take off like
0: the middle six months of the year. They don't recruit from like
1: April. Why do we get these guys? um they're in maui on on a friday and oh my god
0: he took manhattan to the ncaa tournament two times in his 11th season um his record was just under 500 overall but it looked like they were set up to have a potentially a, a successful season with the preseason conference player of the year picked by the media to finish second
1: in their conference
0: um i just I think probably would have
1: kept his job if he was predicted when first but who knows
0: It's just so sleazy to have all these seniors. I thought, I think it said they have six or seven seniors in the team that it's, you know, now they're in a situation where they can probably try to transfer and get a waiver. But what schools are going to take another guy right now that has like a scholarship available at this point?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. That's good luck. You just kind of, you're just. kind of screwed. And I didn't really read about what happens to the assistant coaches. I'm, I'm guessing the assistants probably stay, but
1: that's a hell of a way to retain players though. Technically just fire the coach a week before the season and not five months before the season guys can't go anywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like the reds. Where, where are you going to go? Where else are you going to go? Nowhere.
1: Oh, why you do this shit to me?
0: Um Next thing, big one for you. Creighton, the Creighton Blue Jays picked first in the preseason coaches poll um, for the first time ever in the big East. Xavier second, Villanova third. Creighton's never been picked first in their conference preseason.
1: I mean, they're the best team in their conference. So um, I definitely agree with them. It was a big day for me in a lot of ways. Um, some would say I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a honorary Omahaian. I lived there for a year. I lived right near Creighton's campus, very beautiful campus. They have a cool little walkway over top of the highway. It's kind of cool. Uh, never caught a game, but uh, go Blue Jays. Um, and also, Kent State was predicted to f- win the MAC, so I'm two for two in that regard.
0: Oh man, oh yeah, Akron Akron was good last year, but they lost a lot, didn't they? They lost pretty much all their dudes to transfer, didn't they? Yeah, it's frauds. The Zips,
1: baby. Um, Kent actually does return pretty much everybody, so and they went to the conference championship last year. They should be really good. Oh, um, what else she saying here about Creighton? Um, think about Creighton?
0: I mean, they returned like their top three scores. I think they added Baylor Shireman, who is like I love Baylor, Baylor Shireman. Could end up being the most important transfer from the whole like a batch of available transfers last season. He, he puts
1: might. them over the bar. Like there, there's a bar that they hit that's very good, but like not national title contender kind of over the past couple of years that he puts them over that to where, like, I have them in my Final Four. Like, I believe they are a legitimate contender.
0: Is he a lefty? Yes. He's like a left-handed Dom kind of.
1: Yes, I mean, that's a good example. Um, he's a Nebraska kid. I covered him in high school. I think he was a junior when I was when I was covering sports there. Um, just one of those guys, like, I think just because of where he – he came from a really small town, small school, so I think he just was scared by, like – the big guns, but he's easily good enough to play in, like, the Big Ten or the Big E. Like, Nebraska should have taken a run at him. I don't know why they didn't. Uh, Nebraska recruits Nebraska pretty horribly, so it's kind of funny. I think but, Nebraska
0: uh, was one of the final schools that was in it for him, but I think he just realized why. Well, well
1: and, why, and they why did why. get they did get Sam Greener, who was from South Dakota State, who is probably just as good. Um, so I don't know if maybe that, that had to do with it. They play similar positions, but he's more of a two than a three. Baylor's more of a three, but – Yeah, I mean it makes sense you go to Creighton it makes sense you go to Creighton for sure. He's from that area. Not that area, but some close to that area.
0: And so last week we did you talked about the You're Nuts articles. If you don't read these, we understand because we kind of just throw them at the end of every week on a Friday. Um,
1: let's try to please read them if you want to. I'm
0: saying if 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 they don't read them, I understand. It's like a it's like a Friday I would say Friday. We struggle with
1: the self-promotion here, I think.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, man, this a lot of people listen to us ramble here. Um, what I was saying. Okay, last week we did a debate in a Your Nuts article that we published on Friday. We both picked our final four teams well in advance. Um, and Creighton was one of your four. Yep. And we shot we, we each had you you don't remember which other three you had? I think I do.
1: No, I do. I do. I'm, I'm, we I'm, had two
0: of the same, and then two different ones. Yeah. So you had, you had Carolina and Houston, and Creighton, and Virginia. And Virginia. Was there any logic behind the Virginia pick? Because I don't think they're going to be very good.
1: You don't think Virginia's going to be good at all? They're returning everybody. Not like not like Final Four good. You picked TCU. I think that will TCU. Yeah, well, I'm asking
0: you to to defend yourself. I'll defend myself later. I
1: did it in the Year Nuts article for that like to go check it out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I mean, I just think, I mean, they're returning all their starters. I like Jaden Gardner a lot. I think he's going to be a guy that, uh, it, It's to me, it's about what's good in March. You know what I mean? I'm not sure they're going to, they could be like a Carolina team to me, where they really kind of struggle throughout the regular season, but they kind of figure it out at the end. I just, I love Tony Bennett. I think he's a great coach. Kea Clark, been there, done that. Um, you know he's 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 a fifth year now, so he knows. He's been starting all of those, so he's he's about as experienced as you can get. You know they brought in Ben Vanderplas who I think was one of the better transfers in the whole portal. You have a guy like, like I said, a Jaden Gardner who can pretty much give you sixteen and twelve, fifteen and ten, kind of any game. Reese Beekman's one of the best defenders in the country, and he can also he's kind of like that ten, eight, and six guy. You know um the, the the weird part about virginia is <laughs> this is gonna kind of make ohio state fans laugh one of their worst years defensively of the past decade was last year they finished 32nd so it's not like they were abysmal like 32nd for Ohio state is probably the best they've ever finished but um so they do need because they don't score obviously they don't score the ball like other teams do so they need to be better on defense but when you're bringing back your entire starting five i do think that helps uh plus like i said van Vanderplaz is a great transfer bring in so you know, when it comes to winning in March, it's it's coaching, it's guard play, and it's depth. I think their biggest issue will be the depth part of that, but their guard play and coaching is is pretty. You're not going to find too many better teams in the country in that regard. I don't think.
0: Dude, Ken Palm loves Virginia. Ken Pom oh, yeah. has Ken Palm has Virginia above Houston, above Kansas, above North Carolina, above Indiana. UCLA. There's logic
1: there, I tell you. There's he logic. has
0: Virginia above all those teams, and it's also really funny that he has Virginia. For tempo at three sixty three, which it's it's hard. This is preseason, so he's just he's just kind of I mean, blindly picking here. But there's three hundred sixty three Division one teams, and he has Virginia has three hundred sixty three in tempo. So he's literally saying,
1: "There's definitely a basis for it." I mean, they pretty Virginia, much. Yeah, that's how he's like. He just closes his, I mean, yeah. his
0: eyes. He's like, "I think Virginia is going to be the slowest team." That seems like a safe pick. We'll just start them
1: there. One of the most fun games I've ever not. Honestly, one that probably the most stressful two hours of my life. I don't know. I'm forgetting who it was, but Kent State played a team. It was like Missouri Valley State or something like that, like their first game of the year when I went there my junior year, and I did stats for them. And this team was abysmal. They weren't good. But ESPN did an article about them. They ran like the fastest tempoed offense in like the past 15 years in college basketball. I mean, they would just – and they turned the ball over at an ungodly rate. It was the hardest game to stat I've ever done. Because this team would just get the ball and sprint down the floor, most of the time losing the ball, or they shoot up. They they never let the clock get below like twenty, like twenty five. It was unreal to watch. Kent State beat them by like forty five, but it was it was it was chaotic. I, it was I could I couldn't even describe it. It was unreal. But that just reminded me because you said tempo. You said there was Mississippi Valley State? No, something like that. It wasn't them, but something to that regard, yeah. I'll, I'll look up exactly who it was. I'll tell you at the end of the pod. I got
0: you. Um, well, yeah, we got way off to the left side there. But, yeah, Virginia, <laughs> they're – yeah, I mean, they're slow. They're boring. They're they're fundamentally – they're fundamentally sound. They're perfect on the fundamentals. The bounce. You want to see a good bounce pass, turn on Virginia. Yeah. Um, I think we both had Carolina because they're just jacked. We both had Houston too, which I think is. Um, I don't think they're going to be a super popular Final Four pick, but we both did take Houston.
1: Houston's a weird one, man, because they're they're objectively losing a lot,
0: but but they but they bring back a lot too. Well, because they, they got they were so
1: year. they were so hurt last year, so they're bringing back. They're losing a lot of the guys that stepped up last year and played really well but they and they're losing those guys but they're bringing back a lot of the guys that got hurt and didn't play. You know what I mean? So, they're kind of just they're in this weird kind of bubble of like they should be really first of all, I mean for being very honest, you can never count out Kelvin Sampson. That's a top 5 coach pretty much by any metric in college basketball. He's just he's so good at his job. Um it's it's kind of ungodly at this point. Um so, I it, it's one of those weird things where I think Houston can be Maybe as good as they let themselves be. If that makes sense, uh, and obviously they just need to stay healthy. Houston,
0: so Marcus Sasser, um, Marcus Sasser potentially could end up being the national player of the year. Like that's how good Marcus Sasser is. Oh yeah. No, and yeah. then the other guy that they lit, they were missing last year, I believe, was Trayvon Mark. Correct. Who is also a double digit scorer. Both of those guys, they both got season ending injuries by like the tenth game of the season. Um, so like Jamal Shed kind of stepped up and was like one of the go to guys. They had a couple other guys that are gone now, but Jamal Shed is back. And that and Ky- Kyler
1: came... Edwards is gone too, right? One of the better shooters in the country. Yeah, Texas he's gone. Tech transfer.
0: But Houston lost two, maybe their two best players. Definitely two of their three best players. And then all they did was they ended up winning like 32 games and going to the Elite Eight. And this year they get those two really good players back plus they add a, a five-star uh, power forward center who's like 6'9", six, 6'10", six, um, that they can throw in the middle and clog up the middle to open up the outside. And all of that is, you say all that, and then you also have to add in that Houston's been a top 20 defensive team for five of the past six years. Um, yeah. So, like... No, they're good. Once the final four odds come out, I'm guessing that Houston's probably not going to be like in the top six or seven in odds, if you're going to put money on somebody to make the final four, um, not in the state of Ohio yet because it's not legal in the state of Ohio, and I would never condone such an activity that's not legal. But if you're in a state that uh, can bet on sports, Houston is probably going to be a really good value pick for the final four.
1: Yeah, um, I would, I would, I would definitely agree with that. Um, also, or TCU. Uh, the, the game I'm referred to for Kent State would be you can try to explain that one in a sec. Um, uh, the game I referred to at Kent State was uh they it was Savannah State. That's who they played. Um, Savannah State. Um, they only won by they actually only won by twenty, but their largest lead was forty five with ten minutes left in the game. So they kind of closed that gap at the end. Uh, they were up by forty five points at one point. So yeah uh weird game but nevertheless that's irrelevant to what we're talking about yeah so TCU in the final four why
0: um so i mean they have a preseason all american on their team his name is mike miles uh um,
1: mike miles is a hooper
0: mike miles is a stud he's a, he's a third team preseason all american he is the first TCU horn frog to ever be the preseason big 12 player of the year um and they were picked, they were picked to finish third in the big 12 i mean like TCU is not going to be like a trendy, like, oh, that's really cool. TCU is like right there for the Big 12 title. Like, that's really cute. TCU is going to be like a legit, they're going to be like a legit good team that very well could end up winning the Big 12. They have Mike Miles. They have, uh, I'm sure you remember if you watched the Arizona game, big Eddie Lampkin. He's like 6'10", 270. Eddie Lampkin's my guy. He was like a top five offensive rebounder in the country, which turned TCU into like a top 10 rebounding team in the country. Um, TCU's problem is they don't have a ton of shooters. They need guys to step up and be better perimeter shooters but um, when you have a team that is a top five offensive rebounding team in the country and you're giving Eddie Lampkin so many more additional opportunities with the ball below the basket um, and they and they they were an average defensive team I think they were like top 50 or so in defense last year according to Ken Palm. I just think that you return a guy who might be the best player in the Big 12, you return a center who really was starting to hit his peak at the very end of the season, and then he comes back for you as well. Um, They're going to be, in my opinion, once they get to the tournament, they're going
1: to be a really tough out. Well, and I mentioned coaching, and I think one of the more underrated coaches in the country is Jamie Dixon. So I'm with you. I like TCU. I'm forgetting who else, who else Miami, is on TCU's team. Oh, I thought you were going You're next Oh, uh, no, we, yeah, we don't, don't even
0: – we don't have to. Miami was um, – I also had Miami in there, but that's more like um, – They're just fun. I think the experience and guard play are both – like. The, I think they're probably the two most important things to win in the tournament is having good guards and having – being an old team. And,
1: and you question my Virginia pick. They're all 27 years old.
0: They are. They're all old. Um, <laughs> and I, I forgot about Ben Vanderplas too. Um, we all wanted him to go to Ohio State. But
1: well, same with Miami with Nigel Pack. But they just got outbagged on that one.
0: I But, like, in comparison, I think that, like, between Virginia and Miami, I think the best player of those two teams is Isaiah Wong. And I think probably the second best mm-hmm. player of those two teams is Nigel Pack. Probably. Like, I just think that Miami has probably. very, very good guards – um, they are not a big team. They do not have a ton of size. I would not nice. be sh- They have. Yeah. They got that guy from, um, Arkansas state. I, his name escapes me, but he's like their center quote unquote center transfer. And he's like six, eight. So they have no size. I'm sure that Miami will probably end up coming in like third or fourth in the ACC. But once you get to the tournament, I think that Miami is a team that like nobody's going to want to pair up with. Well, that's
1: exactly do. what they did last year. You know, right. they were very average, 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 and then they were about two possessions away from the elite eight. So, you know, I no, I, I do agree. I, I think Miami is going to be a really good team. I uh, I just like you said, they just have they have less than no height. The last, at least last year, they had Sam Wardenberg or whatever his name was. He's gone. Um, so they are losing a decent amount, but I do think they'll be still very good next year. The ACC just in general looks like it's going to be stacking up pretty nicely.
0: Yeah, they. me, you got Duke, Carolina, you got Miami, Virginia will be – I was being a hater. Like, Virginia will be good. I don't know if they'll be Final Four good, but like –
1: That was definitely – I wanted to take one that was – I was taking chalk in general. Like, Creighton, Houston, and North Carolina could very well be 3-1 seeds. So, I had to take somebody that, like, wasn't that. (laughs) That was Virginia to me. I think their preseason ranked, like, 19th or something like that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we're giving people, um, again, if you live in a state where sports betting is legal, it'll be legal in Ohio in a month and a half, but you'll be able to do preseason. Um, you'll be able to do like futures bets and stuff on final four for teams. We're, we're giving, we're giving people some really, really delicious like teams to bet on way ahead of time um, to cash out in March. Cause there are some sneaky good teams that are kind of laying under the covers here that, People aren't talking about, but we do because we care about the little guy.
1: Yes, the little guy, Virginia in Miami. The little, the little guy, the little guy, Miami. <laughs> the little legend that could.
0: <laughs> Miami's only. Miami. He's only. Nigel Pack's only being paid like five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> if we'll do oh, one we thing here, it's the, the little guy. guy. <laughs> um. So last thing we'll do. And this was Justin's idea. His, his idea so was much probably better than bad. <laughs> His idea was much better than mine. I was going to do a draft of players just starting with one specific letter. And he said, you idiot. Um, the yes. basketball starts in a week and you should do Big Ten player, a Big Ten player draft because people need to know who's good in this league and who the best players are now that all the studs from last year are gone. And I said, you know what? that makes a lot more sense than just drafting guys that start with letter s or letter j. so
1: well it is it is also kind of funny that you wanted to draft a letter but you picked my name not yours.
0: <laughs> i started thinking of guys with the letter j and i was like damn there's some really good players with the letter j that i could like whip out from like 2012. um you're not wrong. like john wall. people forget john wall was a college basketball player.
1: I don't know how many people forget that, but dude, a very, very, very good one, like one of the best of the decade for sure.
0: (laughs) But it's just like I just think of John Wall as like NBA superstar. I kind of forget that like he also played in in yeah at Kentucky as like a stud. Um, Let me pull up Big Ten here, so I have a little bit of notes for this.
1: Was he there with Boogie?
0: Uh, That I cannot, I cannot answer because. How how long ago was John Wall in college?
1: Like well, so John like, Wall twelve it was years two, ago? It was 2010, because on the last college basketball game, college basketball 2010, the point guard for Kentucky is John Wall, I believe. So, mm-hmm. um, could I, So he was on Kentucky 2010, which is kind of crazy to say John Wall was in college 12 years ago. Um, That's what I'm,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> but yeah, John Wall. He was obviously only there one year, and yes, he was there with dude. This is their team. John Wall, Demarcus Cousins, Patrick Patterson, Eric Bledsoe. Holy shit, that's not bad. No, though. no their top one hundred was two, three, ten, and twelve. <laughs> what goodness. can Ohio State recruit like that? If only we had a um, seven foot big man.
0: I gotta get you back on track. Um, yeah, my mind is all over the place today. This is this is one of our worst episodes. Maybe we can we can save it. Maybe we can. I think, we can...
1: I think we've given a lot of good information today.
0: We've made people a lot of money in states that are allowed to sports gamble.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We made people a lot of money today. Mm-hmm. So if we're doing a big 10 draft. I'll give you the first pick that's, it was your idea. And I'll kind of, I'll try to like keep notes here on the document of who we've taken and who we've left. Um, the rules are you have a five man lineup plus a bench guy, which I forgot to put in there. Bench um, five, five players plus a bench.
1: We're not doing fill- like we're not doing like best team, right? We're doing like team w- w- who we think would win head to head.
0: I mean, I'm just gonna take best possible player that I can get for the position I need. But like, yeah. you have to fill up a lineup. So like, point guard, yeah. Yeah, um, two sense. guard, small forward. You can't just be like, I want Hunter Dickinson, Trace Jackson, Davis, Zach Eady, um, because that's that's three centers. That's not allowed.
1: Also, if those three players are available back-to-back-to-back, the other person is drafting really poorly.
0: (laughs) But um, since it was your idea, uh, you can go first, and I'll try to keep the notes here.
1: Okay. I accidentally muted myself. Um, All right, so we're going first. I'm going now. Yeah, you're going now. All right. um, So first, well, I mean, there's one of two guys, really. I'll go Hunter Dickinson, though. As much as he, kind of boils my bones sometimes, he's a hell of a player, and uh, he's one of those guys. He just he, he talks and he backs it up, so you got to appreciate it. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole. He's Draymond. Um, he's Draymond Green at this point, like when he was at Michigan State.
0: <laughs> yeah, he seeks out the smoke. So I'll do the, the what makes the most sense, and I'll do uh, Trace Jackson Davis as the second pick. So he's my center.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um goes back to you. Okay, you want to do that way? Well? You don't want to snake it? No, we'll just okay. Just go now. We only
0: have two. We only have two people. Yes, yeah, sure. I guess forth. you
1: don't snake a draft. when We only have two people. Um, so in that regard, I think this is where it gets tough. There are a lot of good big men in <laughs> in the Big Ten, uh, but the guard plays is gonna be a little a little different this year. I'm actually gonna go with a little bit of an off the wall one. No, I'm not. I'm gonna Chris Murray. I'm gonna make it easy. Damn. Okay. So we're considering. Small forward or power forward, do you think? I would consider him a four. Okay. Chris. I, I mean, th- at this point, the three and the four just don't exist. It's just forward, but we'll go with four. if you.
0: Okay. Well, then what I'm going to do here is um, I'm going to fill my bench spot and I'll put Zach E D there.
1: That's fair. I thought about doing that, but I still want to fill my bench spot. I don't know how well Dickinson and Eadie would play together, so.
0: They, w- they wouldn't. They would not.
1: Exactly. so
0: That's why he's coming off the bench.
1: Then in that regard, I'm going to go with Terrence Shannon as a three. Mm. Okay. I got to get a guard here somewhere.
0: <laughs> I think Terrence Shannon is a guard, actually. He's considered a guard. He's
1: like a two or a three. I don't even know. I'll, I'll put him at the three, though. He's All right. Terrence Shannon at three.
0: I am going to take, for my third pick, I'm going to do uh, Jamison Battle from Minnesota as yes. my three.
1: So if, if you didn't say Jamison Battle, I was going to switch and put Shane on my two in the draft battle. So I guess you took that decision out of uh, yeah, my hands. Jamison
0: Battle is a bucket. Yeah, he is.
1: I, so I'm going to go with uh, – I've been singing his praises all offseason long, and I think he's going to be fantastic. I'm going to go with Jalen Pickett from Penn State. As I, was my,
0: typing, I was already typing it before I even really? said it. Yeah, yeah, I did say that.
1: That's my I guess one. He'll be the one.
0: As your point guard. Um, I will do. Hmm. So we got those guys are off the board. That guy's just off the board. Alright, I'm gonna man, this is tough. Let me think about this. I will go with um Trying to look at I need I need both guards still. So I'll go with um let's see here. Oh, I know who I should take. I'll do a point guard. I'll go boo-booey.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't know we I didn't I didn't, I didn't know if we get a boo booy sighting today. Um but I agree. Boo booy is a great player. Um he's listed as a combo guard, but I think he's more of a two. I guess we'll find out this year. I'll go with Jalen Hood Shavino. I'll take a freshman. I think he's gonna be the freshman of the year. Very good. I thought about Sky Clark, but I think he's more of a point guard, so I'll go with Jalen Hood And Sky Clark's going off an injury. I know he's Jalen Hood
0: but... Shafino. Um so I, need to I, fill my...
1: no, I have no you have a
0: bench, bench, bench spot. So you could take literally anybody at your bench spot. Um oh, okay. yeah,
1: I know i am taking that. Let's
0: see, let's see. who let's see. could I take in that second spot there? We'll go with uh... We'll go with. Um... What is Seth Lundy? Is he a, Is he a, He's more of a forward?
1: I think you could put him anywhere from the two to the four if you really want to. I would accept right. anything from the two to the four.
0: All right. I'm going to go with we're Seth have, Lundy at the two.
1: We're going to have no high state players in this draft because uh, I'm mm-hmm. not taking justice suing as my bench player. Um I think no, nah, I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll take Cliff Amore.
0: Cliff Amore. Problem is, I want Justice suing, but he is definitely not a power forward. He is not a power forward. I
1: he is. Think I, I think he might play the power forward for Ohio State this year. I think he's like a two slash three kind of guy. Um,
0: oh man, dude, my team's gonna suck. Actually, um. Trying to pick my last guy. I it, okay. Basically, it has to be a power forward, is what I'm looking for here. And I think, oh, this is gross. The guy that pops into my head is Dante Scott from Maryland.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a great player.
0: Gross. Oh my god, that's yeah, that's not good.
1: Do you want somebody else? Maybe because I have an idea.
0: No, I already. Okay. I you, you can't bail me out. I, I think saying. Dante Scott's a good player, but I should have I should have been more strategic with this.
1: I just think Tyler Wolf's is probably a little better.
0: Oh, we did leave him out, didn't we? We completely we left did. him out.
1: I didn't. I, I didn't say him. So if you want him, he's there. It's up Not to you, it's Scott or Wall.
0: Right, I, I appreciate to you
1: taking your guns. Dante Scott is is a very very good player. I don't think that's – anybody will doubt that. So cool.
0: I think that it shows overall that the Big Ten. Um, just a little bit of a the Big Ten did have a bunch of draft picks last year, but a little bit of a talent drop-off that um, in this draft we did have um, Jalen Hood Shafino, Cliff Amore, Boo Bui are in like potentially in this conference and so that's gonna be our Big Ten draft. Justin, just to review, Jalen Pickett, Jalen Hood Shafino. Terrence Shannon Jr., Chris Murray, Hunter Dickinson, Cliff Amore. And then I have Boo Booey, Seth Lundy, Jameson Battle, Dante Scott, Trace Jackson Davis, and Zach Eadie. I like Justin's team better. Um, I will literally throw in the white flag already. But that'll be enough from us today after this long stream of consciousness and constant tangents going left and right. Um, if you found us on the website, please make sure to also subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, wherever you get your music and podcasts so that you'll be notified when we put new episodes out.
1: Yeah. And I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times, try to follow us on Twitter at Bucketheads LGHL. Uh, we're going to be trying to do some spaces, some more kind of interactive stuff with gu- with people this year. Um, I put out a couple like very small, like reaction videos last year. Um, but I don't, I don't like seeing my face on camera. So I think a spaces or something might be better. And that's obviously more interactive and uh like it like we said at the top season starts in 11 days which is pretty insane to say so like we're, it's not like the season's on the horizon it's here we're here let's get going follow me at justin underscore Goldberg. follow connor at
0: uh at lemans underscore connor l-e-m-o-n-s underscore connor um if i said some shit about your team this week i apologize um i don't mean it have a good weekend